a country which once said black people were three-fifths a person, now says embryos are people. Hey girls and guys, I'm Brandy with an I, and this is Did You Hear The News? Well, 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 let's get to it. In a move that surprises absolutely no one who's paying a lick of attention, the former president wins the South Carolina primary just last night. It wasn't really surprising. Polls had him ahead of Haley by like 30%. I think he actually won by 20 points or whatever. Um... Yeah, that guy's going to win. I don't even know why we're still here. Haley says she's not going to drop out of the race. I totally understand it. We have South Carolina just happened. Monday is Michigan primaries. And then March 5th is Super Tuesday. There's like 20 plus states that hold their primaries on that day. So the way that it works in some of the states some of them you actually get awarded delegates. So like in South Carolina, there were 50 delegates to get. The former president got 47 and she got three. However, in some other states, it's winner takes all. So whoever gets above 51% gets all of the delegates. And unfortunately for all of us, he's basically expected to like sweep those states. So... Once again, the path for Nikki Haley is not looking great. However, she's got more money. Like she outraised him. I think it was like 24 million to 19 million. So she's got the money to stay in the race, even if no one really believes she's going to win. South Carolina's her home state, right? There were many people who said, oh, we love Travis Governor, but mm, we think she should wait her turn. That's basically what you hear from a lot of people about. All the other candidates as well, they were still on the ballots because, you know, of course, as long as they were able to make the ballot at a certain point, they're still going to be on the ballot. So some of them actually still got votes. Ron DeSantis got votes, Vivek Ramaswamy, all the rest of those guys got votes, but they were like, the percentages were so low. But I, once again, it's a long shot for Nikki Haley. I totally respect what she's trying to do. She says she wants to give the voters a fair choice because if she drops out, of course, like there is no choice. It's just the former guy. So she says she wants to give them a choice and she's going to stay in the race until the very end or I guess until they're like, this is enough. Like he has all the delegates he needs to be the nominee. I still haven't seen anything that would suggest that she can turn things around. It would take something really crazy happening, like short of the former president being convicted of a crime. And none of his cases are actually going to go forward before the end of this month. So he really could wrap this nomination up. He It's very likely he's going to wrap this nomination up by the end of this month, maybe even mid-month. So I just have not seen anything that would suggest she's going to win. Um, but once again, 
I'm not a professional. I just watch the news a lot. <laughs> but he's very likely going to be the nominee. And everybody's behind this guy. The RNC's behind him. Even though they have floated recently some resolutions that will kind of try to stop him from taking over completely. Like, as you might know, he actually recommended his daughter-in-law to be co-chair of the RNC. And she got on Fox News and said, every lick of money we get should actually go to Donald Trump, including paying his uh, legal fees. And the RNC, like some people in the RNC are like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, that's not what this money is for. It's supposed to be used for candidates who are running not just for president, for uh, other races as well. So, no, we don't think every dime we get should go to the former president. Now, I'll leave that up to them. I'm sure there'll be some infighting there because not everyone agrees on how to handle that. But for all intents and purposes, from what we see, that guy's going to be the nominee. I'm just kind of excited about Super Tuesday because it's just like so many states at one time, it's just like boom, boom, boom. So I know like the news organizations are going to have a field day on that day and I'm going to be stressed out because the music from CNN for elections still gives me PTSD from the 2020 election. So I'm going to watch that uh, at my own discretion. I'll probably have to take some breaks because ooh, it's going to be a wild one. But South Carolina is over and I'm I'm a little sad. I hate to say it like that, but they promised me it was going to be dirty. And I didn't really see no dirt. Like, it was just Donald Trump being the crazy man that he is, like, talking junk about Nikki Haley's husband who was deployed, her actually getting an emotional that he talked about her husband. But I'm like, girl, he talks about everybody. I don't even know. But anyways, um, it wasn't, like, knockdown, drag-out fight. I kind of just wanted it to get just a little bit ugly. But there are so many other things that happened in politics, I'll let it slide. So as we discussed last week, the former president was hit with a ruling that said he owed over $350 million in a civil suit case where he was found to have committed fraud using his businesses overvaluing and devaluing assets when it suited him. He actually attempted to delay that ruling or the payment for that ruling for about 30 days and the judge was like absolutely not and this is after uh new york attorney general letitia james was on the news like we're absolutely prepared to, to seize his assets like say 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 less say the word and i'm i'll hit the button like i'm ready so that looks like that might happen if they don't have that cash and once again <laughs> letitia james my kind of petty, she's actually on Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter, counting up how much money he owes because it's like almost dollars $87,000 of interest a day. So every day, this money is compounding. And at this point, he owes maybe about $440 million just for this case. And is compounding daily and then he also is probably going to try to appeal which also means he has put up a bond which is the judgment plus a premium plus the interest so i don't see that looking good for that guy uh it doesn't matter though because his supporters are gung-ho about him and everything that he has going on cpac was this week weekend which is 
another Republican conference. And that was embarrassing. You just saw so many people there sucking up to this guy, trying their hardest to be his VP. Uh, it's embarrassing. The state of our politics is embarrassing. But that's what's going on with that case. We have yet to hear from the Supreme Court, and I don't know what's taking so long. They're stressing me out about the presidential immunity. I don't think they should take this case up. I think I said that last week and I stand by it. I don't think they should take the case up. Here's what I think could happen. We know that the former president thinks just because he put three justices on the Supreme Court that he owes owns them and that they owe him. So what I'm thinking could happen as a way to satiate him, but also not give him a full win. I think the Supreme Court can say, hey, we don't know about this kicking him off the ballot thing. We're going to say that we don't agree with that. We're going to allow him to stay on the ballot. However, we're either not going to take up this immunity thing because clearly that's insanity. We don't even know why y'all tried it. Or we're going to pick it up and then say no that way. I, I don't know, but I just don't foresee. I think everybody's kind of expecting them to just come back and be like, we're not going to accept this presidential immunity thing. It's so insane. You've you've backed even us into a corner. So I, that's what I think they're going to do. I just wonder why it's taking them so long to do it right. Like, once again, the argument for immunity was insane. And then the kicking him off the ballot, those those arguments that were made, it the Supreme Court justices didn't seem to be buying them. Even the liberal justices, they were kind of like, how does you taking him off the ballot in one state not affect a national race? Like, we, we're kind of not okay with you saying that you can do something in your state that will affect a federal national race like that's a little bit different so I really think that's how they're gonna fall with it I just don't understand why it's taking so long we already know that what the former president is trying to do is delay these cases now it also wouldn't surprise me if it's taking so long because those three justices know he's trying to delay these cases so they'll try to help him out in that way I, I don't know but Similar to how long it took with the appellate court, it just seems like it's taking way too long for them to say what we already know that they're going to say. So he could get a win, but he also could get a loss. Uh, nobody knows. I think the most important part is that presidential immunity because if he, say, for instance, the Supreme Court was to say, yeah, you absolutely can commit whatever crime that you want to commit before you leave office, as long as you're not impeached for it. And so then at that point, part of the January 6th federal case falls apart, right? So that's why they're trying to do that. They also had to put in a whole lot of briefs and um, appeals in the documents case down in Florida. And so they tried to use presidential immunity for that one. And that was kind of even crazier for that case, because once again, the issue is not that you had to classify documents like history shows. Most people might have had documents and they only got a call and were like, hey, you need to bring that back. When I say most people, I mean like senators and stuff. like that. I don't mean people who like worked 
in highly confidential, you know, roles. And then we're doing sneaky stuff. I'm, I'm not talking about those t- types of people. I'm talking about senators and presidents and who might have had these documents and NRA was like, hey, girl, you might have some of our stuff. And they were like, oh, my God, my bad. Like, here you go. Different completely than what Donald Trump did, obviously. So him trying to use presidential immunity, once again, is crazy because, like we said, Judge Tanya Chutkin had already ruled years ago that, once again, he doesn't have immunity because he's not the president anymore. And I don't even know why we're here, but delay, delay, delay. That's the name of the game. So... On top of that, your former president released these god-awful, cheap-looking shoes this week for $399, which was, once again, another grift. We know that he needs the money. On top of him basically going to South Carolina and speaking to some Black conservatives and saying oh like look at me I got all these charges and I know that that's why the black community is gonna rock with me because I'm a criminal too like that was wild that was crazy and I can't even believe some of you guys are talking about voting for this guy it's it's insane but anyways so he's still in a bond I love to see it however his supporters They'll support him through anything. So I'm kind of, I just kind of want to see if they're going to get him out of this bond. Like if they're going to donate enough money, if they're going to buy enough shoes. Like I don't know. I, I just don't know. Like you literally have pundits on TV talking about this is how he's going to appeal to the black community because they love sneakers. And I'm like, could you guys be more embarrassing this week? Not at all. The former president also spoke at CPAC. That was a bananas, ridiculous speech. I won't even go to it here. You already know he lied. He lies about everything. He won the election. That didn't happen. Like Everybody's out to get him. Hoax this, hoax that, whatever. He also lied in his uh, speech when he won the uh, nomination in South Carolina. Just lie, 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 lie. Nothing new. Why would we even go into it? I'm not even going to waste my time. In other big news this week, the Alabama Supreme Court ruled Friday of last week that frozen embryos are people and they should have rights, which was bonkers crazy because if you know what an embryo is, it's technically just an egg and It's been fertilized, but it's in a Petri dish and it's frozen. And I don't need to tell you the difference between freezing an embryo and actually freezing a person. One can survive, the other cannot. So I'm not even going to go into the whether I believe or not an embryo is a person. Spoiler, I do. Anyways, that caused so much confusion. Because now hospitals are like, well, what do we do? Like, who? we don't know what we're supposed to do with these embryos. Like, IVF, we have all these treatments going on. Like, so then they started pausing IVF. And that's when it got really crazy because IVF is very expensive. And anyone who's doing IVF 
has already sunk a lot of money into it and probably also are a little more well off than your normals. So when the white people with money got upset, everything changed, okay? Because now you see the Supreme Court is trying to backtrack it and say, hey, like, you know, wait a minute. We only said that there were people. We didn't say, like, you know, anything else. You know, we just said there were people. And then it was like, now Republicans are like, we would never, ever try to get in the way of IVF because IVF is so important for families. And, you know, we want people to have babies and things like that. But then also the same Republicans that were coming out saying we don't agree with this have also sponsored or co-sponsored bills in the Congress that would do the exact same thing that the Alabama Supreme Court did. So it's kind of like everybody was up in arms because the people who have been sounding the alarm about Roe v. Wade being overturned and were laughed at because, oh, no, that settled law, it settled law, nobody's going to overturn Roe, and then Roe was overturned, and they're like, we tried to tell y'all, but also, you got to look out for these other things, like IVF, and birth control, and same-sex marriage, and no-fault divorce, because what? I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently Republicans hate the fact that in some places, you can just say, hey, I want a divorce, and you get one. I cannot even imagine being so obsessed with other people's lives that I'm like, yeah, I I absolutely want to have a say about how easy it is for these people to get divorced. But that's where we are. These guys are hell-bent on overturning all the rights that we thought were enshrined in law and were sacred. So now you see just... Republicans scrambling, but of course Democrats were like, hey, if you don't want some man crip walking in the hospital room while you and your doctor are just trying to talk about what to do for your health, vote for Democrats. Like they already knew that the Democrats are gonna come for them. So they just they're they've been trying to clean that up. I don't know how they're gonna do it once again because there are some Republicans who are standing like 10 toes down in it, but most of them are are trying to course correct and say, no, that's not what we want. However, it's so hard because we've already seen them do things like overturn Roe v. Wade and overturn affirmative action. So it's like people are no longer believing them when they say like, oh, no, that's not what we want to do because we literally see them doing it. and. It also kind of pains me to see people say, oh, you guys are just being alarmist. Like, there's no way. Yes, way. Like, they've already discussed. Clarence Thomas discussed it in his dissent when they overturned Roe v. Wade. If we can overturn this privacy aspect of the law, then there's nothing stopping us, this is what he said, from looking at same-sex marriage, looking at or contraceptive, like, To look at someone and tell them that they cannot take birth control, something that is for the regulation of their bodily functions, like I can't, I can't even believe it, but that's what these people want to do. So keep your eyes out on these types of things because they are definitely being brought up in the Republican sphere, even talks about 
getting rid of recreational sex from the Heritage Foundation. And if you don't know who they are, you should definitely look them up. They have their hands in a lot of things. They have their hands in laws. They had their hands in all the drama around CRT and any type of other LGBTQ rights or laws against those types of people. Like they've had their hands in a lot of things as far as conservatives go. They're the people that help draft certain laws. So you really need to keep an eye on these people because they're literally telling us that they want to outlaw recreational sex. Once again, I can't even understand wanting to tell people what to do in their personal lives, in their spare time, when it relates to their own bodies. But these people want to control every aspect of that. And it's re- it sounds so insane that it can't be real, but I'm telling you, it is. Not to be an alarmist, just to be a realist. You need to watch out for these types of things. So with the Alabama IVF ruling, like I said, everyone is scrambling. Now, even in Alabama, their House and their Senate, they're trying to come up with laws which would basically protect IVF because Republicans, they do these things where they do something like really drastic or radical or something that they've been trying to do for years, like overturn Roe v. Wade. And then when it happens and everybody's upset, they're like, oh, my God, well, we didn't we didn't know y'all were going to be so mad about this. Why didn't y'all, why didn't y'all say y'all was going to be so mad when everybody knows that most Americans are for abortion of some type. So it was like you guys knew that this is a popular majority opinion. And still, you were the dog that chased this car, and then you caught it, and you had no idea what to do with it. So that's what we're seeing now with these culture wars. A lot of these times, these bills are passed, or you know, these executive actions are taken, and then they're so ridiculous, they're so radical, they end up in court, and then they end up getting stricken down because they're not even constitutional. Just like all the things that Ron DeSantis did in Florida when he was trying to appeal to a general swath of voters because he knew he was running for president and he did all of these crazy things. He signed all of these crazy laws and most of them went to court and they have not even been implemented because they're so radical and unconstitutional. And now you see the Republicans there trying to walk back a lot of things that they did that were crazy that they were trying to do just to appease him because he was the next golden boy who was supposed to be the future. That's New York Post words, not mine. So all I'm asking is that when you see these types of articles, just pay attention to know what is coming next. You can see it in the things that they say in the things that they bring up, in the things that they speak about, we know they're going to target next. Don't ever think that anything is off limits. If they could roll back Jim Crow era laws and and voting rights laws, and if they could make us three-fifths people again, they would try it. So don't ever underestimate them. The former president is so dangerous if he gets back in the office because He is already setting up. There's 
this program called Project 25. Please look into this. Once again, I'm not an alarmist, but they are actively attempting to remove career people in places like the FBI or the DOJ and put in Trump loyalists so that everything that he tried to pull off in the first administration and there was a check and a balance there, there will no longer be checks and balances. We won't have competent people or you know people who just know that they don't want to get sued or they don't want to go to jail saying, no, we're not going to do that, Mr. President. That's not okay. No, we're not going to declare martial law because you feel like the election was stolen from you or you're pretending it was so you can be the victim. No, we're not going to tear gas protesters or shoot them in the legs because they're protesting. Those people will not be there, right? Number two, Trump term two is not going to be like Trump term one. And if you are fooling yourself into thinking, well, we survived the first one, we'll survive the second one. These terms are going to be completely different because it's going to be unchecked power. This man thinks Vladimir Putin is his friend. He thinks Viktor Orban of Hungary, who's another dictator, authoritarian leader. These are the people he looks up to. And he wants to rule like them. And he wants to be in office until he dies. He would have no problem canceling the next election. He even said last night, while he was celebrating his win in South Carolina, Mr. Mr. Governor of South Carolina, could we just, could we change the election day and just move it up? Just, just move it up? On national television, The man is unhinged and he has people who are more concerned with power and not helping people. So they don't care what happens to you or me. They're going to do what they want him, what they, he wants him to do because power is more important. So a second Trump term is not going to be like a first Trump term. And I don't want us to be naive in thinking that it will because he already saw what it takes to topple what America is built, the foundation is built on. He's allowed the Russians to come in and play in our faces. And oh, they have. We'll get to that. So just be mindful. Don't be an alarmist, but be realistic. Republicans are for small government. They feel like they don't want a lot of government overreach until it becomes, well, these are my religious views, and I think that they should be codified into law. All of that goes out the window, right? Now, suddenly, is we want to tell you what to do and how to live as long as we can control you guys. And anybody who's not a well-off white male is going to feel the consequences. So we have to be vigilant. I mentioned we'd get to Russia playing in our faces. And we'll do that. As I told you guys last week, the FBI informant whom the GOP was hinging a lot of their allegations for the Biden impeachment was indicted last week 
for lying to the FBI and falsifying documents. As I mentioned, basically, this is the guy who mentioned to the FBI that there was some sort of bribe paid to President Biden for $5 million. And so that's what the Republicans had been hinging their impeachment on, is that some way, somehow, the president had gotten some kind of money from Ukraine or China or whatever, and, and all these bribes, and that's illegal, obviously, and he should be impeached for that. Now, however, that would have taken place when he was vice president, at least. It, it wouldn't have been while he was president, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Whatever they can use to pin him to the wall, that's what they wanted to do. So the FBI was like, hmm, let's look into some things here. You said Hunter Biden was in Ukraine at this time on these dates. We found out that was a lie. You said that you were here doing this kind of business. We found out it was a lie. He had made documents to back up these claims he'd made. They found that those were a lie. And so when he went to court, finally, imagine the shock and surprise when he says, well, I only got that information from Russian intelligence. They're the, they're the ones who told me that. Like, I got, I got that from the Russians. And it was like, oh, my God. This man has been using Russian intelligence, which we already know they have a campaign for mis- and disinformation to meddle in our election. They used Rudy Giuliani, which was the subject of the first impeachment. He was basically colluding with Russia to get information about Joe Biden because this whole time Russia has been trying to discredit Joe Biden because they don't want Joe Biden to be president because they like Donald Trump because Donald Trump's going to let them do whatever they want to do because Donald Trump thinks that he and Putin are friends. So anything that Russia can do to discredit Joe Biden so that he won't be president because they're friends with Trump, they're going to do. So, like, when I saw this news, I laughed out loud. I, I mean, a, a hearty cackle, a deep chuckle. Because what do you mean that's so embarrassing? So let me paint a picture for you guys. This man got, quote, unquote, Russian intelligence. Okay? And he gave it to the FBI or he he shared it with the FBI because he had for years been a credible informant, right? So the FBI was like, listen, this guy's a credible informant of ours. When he had apparently created a 1023, which is some kind of form in which he basically gave a statement to the FBI. And Senator Chuck Grassley, Chuck Grassley just reelected in the state of Ohio, I think it was, or maybe Iowa, at the ripe young age of 89, meaning that he'll be in Congress until he's about 95, 96, that Chuck Grassley, he was the one who, with the Republicans like Comer and Jim Jordan, pushed, pushed, pushed the FBI to release this document because this document is supposed to prove that the form, that President Biden had gotten this $5 million bribe from 
Ukraine for the purposes of not investigating Burisma, which Hunter Biden was on the board for. Now, you can argue that Hunter Biden was not qualified to be on the board at Burisma. However, Hunter Biden has already told you guys, I got all kinds of qualifications. I don't even know why y'all would be saying that. Like, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. That qualifies me to be on the board. However, you could argue that Hunter Biden got things because of his name. He was on that board because of his name. James Biden, which is Joe Biden's brother, got things because of the Biden name. That's a whole different argument, right? But what you can't prove is that President Biden was in on anything. The first impeachment already disproved a lot of the lies that the Republicans were telling. They kept saying, oh, well, Joe Biden got rid of one of the guys who was investigating Burisma. That's not true. He was fired because he was doing the opposite. And many other European countries or, you know, countries in the West are like, hey, this guy is not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not looking into corruption. He's not investigating what he's supposed to do. We need to get rid of him. And he he did. Joe Biden got rid of this guy. Not because he was investigating, but because he wasn't. And that was cleared up during the first impeachment. So the Republicans are still continuing to lie. And they say, now that this guy has been indicted and it's been proved that he's lied, oh, well, that doesn't change the fact that he fired so-and-so and that he called Hunter Biden. Once again, they brought in a witness who said, I was in many a meeting with Hunter Biden when Joe Biden called and Hunter answered the phone and he might have put him on speakerphone so Joe Biden can say hey but never once in any of those meetings did we talk about business I've never talked about business with Joe Biden Joe Biden has never been involved in any of our business I don't know anything about a five million dollar bribe why would we have given him five million dollars that's crazy so we got the FBI informant who made the 1023 which, with statements that weren't true. Chuck Grassley and the Republicans in the House are pressuring the FBI to release that form. And the FBI is like, oh my God, like we don't want to do that. Like It's got sensitive information. We don't just put out information that could compromise our informants because, you know, look at us now. But they pushed and pushed and pushed, so the FBI released it, had redacted some information. But that was what they were basically basing all of this off of. There's this $5 million bribe that Joe Biden got, and they could never connect the money. The last documents that they showed with any money, it was like $4,000. Not $5 million, $4,000 that Joe Biden had paid Hunter in increments and apparently it was for him to buy a truck or something like that. And then there's like receipts of him buying a truck. And the Republicans like, oh my God, oh my God. He gave his son $4,000. It's a travesty. It's illegal. It's not. It's not. It's family members giving family members money. 
he gave his brother a loan of like maybe $200,000 or something like that. And I know I'm saying it like it's chump change. It's a lot of money. But then you also see receipts of the brother paying the money back. It's a family loan. There's no $5 million to find because it's not true, right? And so now the FBI is like, listen, here's this form that you want so bad. You want this form so bad, we'll give it to you. But you need to know we have not corroborated anything in the form. At this point, it's all just allegations. We we don't have anything to back it up. This is just what the, the guy wrote in the statement, which would be Alexander Smirnov, who is the one who's now in trouble. So now a lot of Democrats are actually questioning, did you knowingly work with Russian informants or were you unknowingly pawns of Russia? Either way, they both look bad. They're both embarrassing. One is like low-key treason. And the other just means you're dumb. And honestly, I don't know which one is worse. But the Republicans have not confirmed. They are given the runaround. They're basically saying, oh, well, this doesn't change the fundamental facts. And then they lay out the facts that have already been debunked. For instance, Joe Biden firing someone for not investigated Burisma when we know it was the opposite or Joe Biden on the phone with Hunter Biden which once again has already been explained he did call him it was a tough time in their lives Bo Biden had just died he wanted to make sure his remaining living son who also has addiction was okay so he called him often all of that's been debunked but Republicans are still doing this thing they interviewed James Biden this week and then they'll interview Hunter Biden next week, which, once again, uh, so much contention over that because we already know Hunter Biden did not want to give any kind of statement behind closed doors because we know the Republicans lie like nobody's business. So we'll see how it goes. I don't see why we're continuing to spend resources on an impeachment when there's continues to be no there there and this is should be so embarrassing to republicans but once again they don't really know any shame but this should be so embarrassing to them and they're just like digging their heels uh congress is actually out the house is out for they've been out for recess they come back next week and they have like three days before a government shutdown and this is what we're doing this is how our time is being wasted. They spent their time doing this ridiculous impeachment inquiry, censuring people, impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. Like, for what? For what? It's gotten us nowhere. It's gotten us nowhere. So that's where we are with the saga of the impeachment of Republicans trying to control every aspect of our lives, of the former president continuing to be a terror. And at this point, just fast forward me to November, honestly, truly. We got another article about Joe Biden being old because he used note cards. And 
Everybody does. Everybody uses them. I don't know what to tell you. The former guy had to remember to be nice when he met with families from Parkland in a town hall where they had just had a mass shooting occurred at the high school. But Joe Biden can't have some notes at a press conference. Everybody has notes. Like I, these are the kind of things that the media is trying to tell me I should be more concerned about than the guy with 91 criminal felony indictments who thinks it's okay to go in front of Black conservatives and say, oh my gosh, the lights are so bright. I can't see anybody, only the Black ones. Give me a break, y'all. Give me a break. Anyways, that's going to be all for this week. News is continuing to develop every day. For instance, quick update on the D.A. Fani Wallace saga of whatever's going on in Georgia. Apparently, one of the lawyers for one of the defendants has provided the judge with what he says are phone records that show that Nathan Wade was regularly in the vicinity of D.A. Fonnie Wallace's condo or whatever at that time, where the time where she had moved from her home into the condo uh, owned by Miss Yurdy because of the fact that she was getting death threats. And I knew that they had some of this information because it was alluded to in the hearing when one of the defendant attorneys had asked, well, you know, why were you there this many times and what were you doing? And Nathan Wade said something to the effect of, there's a lot of stuff in that area. There's an airport, there's this, there's that. So there's many reasons I could have been in that area. So when I saw this, I wasn't surprised, but they're trying to say, oh, like on September, 2021, Fani called him at this time of night and then he went there and then he left at this time of night. Like they're trying to say, of course, that this romantic relationship started before he became social prosecutor. However, her office has responded and they're like, listen, girl, I, we're not going to keep playing these games with y'all. Phone records of him being in the vicinity of where I am and it's a densely populated area. There's nightclubs, there's an airport, like I mentioned, there's this, there's that. There's so many reasons he could be in this area. That has nothing to do with me. You haven't even corroborated if I was actually in the area at those times that he was in the area. And then also, how y'all get those records? Like, because y'all didn't subpoena my phone records. I didn't agree to that. Like, there was no warrant for my phone records. So how did you get that? Now, I think I read somewhere that the lawyer had used some kind of like, I don't want to say it's like a police. It's some kind of, system that I guess he actually has, you know, access to where he can get this information. They say it's supposed to be very reliable. But once again, there was no subpoena for phone records. There was no warrant for phone records. So her office is like, we're actually wondering how you got that because that seems illegal. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Like I said, the we saw public like remarks and testimony. However, the the judge himself has a lot of background 
information or like other documents. And also, once again, he was going to meet with the former lawyer and associate, Mr. Bryant of Nathan Wade. So we already know there's a lot going on in the background. That's why when I saw the reports, I was kind of like, mm, like, I, sure, like it, it might look like that. But once again, this whole hearing, this whole issue is based off of gossip and speculation in the first place. So for you to take information and then make a story about it, it's not surprising to me because that's technically what it looked like in the hearing. Like it looks like y'all had a little bit of gossip and then y'all filled in blanks. And so it wasn't surprising to me because once again, like I said, they have Nathan Wade's phone records, but apparently they don't technically have Fonny. So and once again, like her office said, that that doesn't prove anything. It doesn't prove we were having sex. It doesn't prove we were in a relationship. It just might prove that we talked to each other. It just might prove that he was in the area that I was in, but it doesn't prove he was at my house. It doesn't prove we was getting hot and heavy. It it proves nothing, essentially. So I don't know if that's how the judge is going to feel, but we will see. We're still waiting on the ruling on that. We're still waiting on the Supreme Court. Everybody's dragging their feet. It's giving me stress and a little bit of heartburn, but I'll survive. And you guys will too. Thank you again and again and again for tuning in to Did You Hear the News? Once again, you can find me on Instagram at Did You Hear the News and Facebook by the same name. I'm also on Twitter at the Brandy with AI. I know it's not grammatically correct. I didn't have enough characters, but I'm on there following stories, news stories. A lot of times I'm able to share clips because there are a lot of good accounts that have actual clips of these news stories as they're happening or hearings or, you know, Republicans showing their behinds, all of that fun stuff. So if you want to see me there, please join me so we can chat, cut up, talk some junk. I just want to connect with you guys. So once again, thank you so much for joining me and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.